These are not the tales of heroes. These are tales of reavers and cut purses, of heathen slayers and tight-lipped warlocks guarding long-dead secrets. These are tales of gold and glory, won with sorcery and sword, where a moment's hesitation is all that separates the victorious from the dead. These are tales from the fallen empire, an age when chaos seethed in the shadows and dragons began to stir in their ages-long sleep. These are tales of high adventure. These are mighty deeds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mighty Deeds, a podcast of high adventure. This is your Game Master, Glenn. With a brief announcement before the episode begins, we had some serious problems with the audio in this episode, and so it will sound for most of this episode and the next as if we are all recording in a dank, dark cave. Uh, However, if you will be patient with us, I think you can make out what everybody is saying in this episode and the audio improves dramatically in the next episode. So without further ado, we join the game in session where I am discussing some mistakes I made in the previous episode that have to be corrected this time. Some mistakes were made last time. Among the mistakes that were made, not only do you get your trade good, you get a piece of random equipment Oh, when you start. Oh. So roll a d24 for each of your zero levels, and I'll tell you what you got. Oh, maybe you wouldn't have, maybe they wouldn't have died. I, I got a nine is a grappling hook. One is a backpack. Fifteen. Fifteen is a hand-sized mirror. Twenty-one is to do... Twenty-two is thieves' tools. You want us to do repeats? Yes. Five. Five is an empty chest. Uh, Appropriate for a tax collector. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's really good. Nineteen. Nineteen is 50 feet of rope. Twenty-one. Yes. See, you did it right there. Twenty-one. There you go. Outside voice. That's a small sack. Fourteen. Fourteen. Is a lantern? Okay. I'm switch those two. I always knew you had a small, small sack. Gross. I mean, you're just jealous. I thought it was a lot of the steroids. 21. Steroids? Do I look like I take steroids? Yes. 21 is a small sack. Great. Uh, three. Three is 10 feet of chain. That doesn't sound like something Irena would have. Give <laughs> me somebody else. I'll take it. Quite random. I switched my two. Mm. Seems like it, yeah. What is Sully started? You can't just switch stuff just because you, you know. No, it's too late. Already In fact, it. I did. I mean, we got rules around here. I mean, I've already so... written it down. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this is a game of rules. So I switched is the it? characters. Okay, yeah, there you go. Secondly, Michael. Yes. What is Hafson's name? Hylf. Hylf Hafson. Hylf Hafson. Hylf Hafson. He has a longsword, right? He does. He doesn't have just any longsword. Okay. He has this special uh, longsword um, that has this, like the blade is ordinary, yeah. but the hilt is very ornate and has kind of this exotic um, design. How do you suppose Half got that sword? Inherited. 
Inherited it from his father? From his father. <clears throat> and his father's father and his father's father's father. Ah. We don't know where the sword came from. We were told yes. great-grandfather Haston, who <laughs> was the first Haston to come into the area. Mm. Mm. Okay. So this got handed down to you. As far as we know. And now you're carrying it. <clears throat> also, uh, um, are we... Uh, are you telling him that, like, is he having this real as a realization in the moment? Like, is he thinking out loud? Like, Ooh. how are we... Hell, it's something he to... left off at the... It's a mistake. No, like, he's had that sword the whole time. <coughs> okay, so it we've just... known yeah, 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 the yeah, whole yeah. time. Okay, so... Because I, I kind of feel like at a certain point, having known that now, that Arena would have openly thought, like, out loud, something about using holy water and maybe that being the sword that they mm. said in the prophecy... Because she's not, I mean... No, the um, secret among the ancient lore of the castle is the Ten of Cups, which is a weapon that can be used to kill that the That one's a weapon. That's okay. what we just found in the in the, in the cap, in the in the church in here, in the chapel. There was yeah. a weapon upon an altar with the light coming down upon oh, it. Oh, you're talking about the mace? Yes. Okay, I have that. Yes, you do. Oh, there, you guys can pass around the cards. Um, Carl? So, Carl... Uh, Irina knows a villager, and to me this is funny because for for five editions of the game she's just been known as Mad Mary because that's what Tracy and Laura Hickman named him. But they ne they never thought to like give her a regular name that okay. people in the village call her. Um, Why not Mad Mary? Can we call her Linda? <laughs> you can call her Mad. Linda. You can call her Mad Mary, I guess. There she is. So, um, you checked in on Mad Mary during this whole series of attacks that occurred over several nights. And uh, she was in a distraught state. Uh, her beloved daughter, Gertruda, um, which she has basically more or less kept in the house her entire life, like has kept her sheltered from the <clears throat> outside world... Uh, is now a teenager, broke out of the house a week ago, and has not been seen since. Uh -oh. Mad Mary fears the worst. And so when, at the beginning of the first episode, when everybody was gathered in the Blood of the Vine Tavern, one of the things that Irina was there about, besides the fact that Strahd seems to be trying to kidnap her and destroy the village and everything else, is... Where's Gertruda? Has anybody seen her? Where could she have gone? Of course, Mad Mary thinks that she, you know she went to to the haunted castle. That she's mm. you know she's imagining the worst, which is of course that she's up there in the haunted castle. It's possible, which is possible. So, are we saying there's something about Mary? <laughs> what? What about her? Wow, you did not catch that. But a bum. Nice. I mean, Very nice. So Mother. it's Mad Mary and Gonzo Gertrude. Gertruda? Gertruda. Gonzo Gertruda. I don't know if she's Gonzo. Gonzo. She's Gertruda. She's currently Gaga Gonzo. Gertruda. Gaga Gertruda. It's actually, I'm going to go ahead I'm and my is going to let y'all know. She has snuck out before. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Arena looks at you and goes, gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let us set the scene. Mm. Ooh. 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 Open your two. open your phones and and uh, look at the picture. Okay. We're there currently in K twenty eight. He just threw someone over the balcony. Right, that yes. is right. You came in through K seven. 
Okay, on the, the left-hand side of the picture there. There yes. were gargoyles there. Yes. You came into K8. You met, met Frau Blucher. You saw the stairs on your left. Yes. You saw the doorway in front of you. Yes. You went left into area K9. Right, but go ahead. Where there, yeah, you went right into area K9. You see yeah. there's a stairway there uh-huh. that goes up and down. But from there, you went into area K10. Yes. I almost got to do Strahd's voice, and you guys had this big conversation with him, but somebody flew off the handle and shot first. Oh, Arena shot him. She yes, Arena shot, shot before. Shot I'm done. I even had a chance. She's mad you killed her brother. Uh, so you guys man. discovered the secret room, K11. Yes. But didn't go in there. I was worried about things, but go ahead. Yeah, because you didn't want to split the party. I didn't understand that it was actually a room. I thought it was a hallway. Well, as you can see, there's kind of a hallway that goes off of it. I can see that now. Yeah. So you returned through K9, you went to K8, and then you decided you wanted to go straight ahead. So you went through the brass doors into K14, where mm-hmm. you rescued two villagers, uh-huh. and then you made it to K15. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is the chapel. The chapel. Mm-hmm. I brained a guy who was already Okay, who was already brained. I feel like we, we weren't all on the same page. So the light that was shining down... Is a statue. On the altar is this statue about the size of a coffee maker made out of solid silver. All right. And there was a guy slumped over it and his mace was on the ground. Mm. And you guys knocked him down and picked up his mace. And then... And his cloak. And his expensive... And his expensive cloak. Oh, that's right. You stripped him naked. Yeah, we took everything from him. And then you explored areas K-17 and K-16. Which were two little alcove areas that led to two different staircases. Mm-hmm. You guys saw the staircase there off of K seventeen. Mm-hmm. You went up the stairway to K six, K sixteen, K twenty nine, and then eventually came out in K twenty eight. So now you're on this. There's this long balcony that overlooks the chapel. You're looking down into it. It started raining in earnest now. Like, it's really raining outside. There's still thunder. And you guys can look down into the chapel. So now, there are four ways that you're aware of that you haven't explored yet. Okay. There's the other stairway off of the chapel. Mm -hmm. There's the doors at the back of this balcony, which means you're on the second floor. There's the big stairway in the main entryway that Frau Bluka was standing next to. And there's the small stairway that's across from the dining room. My vote's on the doors. Uh, did the zombies have anything on them, or were they just naked? They were not naked. They were dressed in, like, finery, but it's, like, old and... and but nothing like weapon or water. No, they didn't have any, any goodies, no. Okay. Um, and there's nothing in the seats or anything? The thrones or whatever? No. You search the thrones and stuff. I mean, obviously... Obviously, they were well-constructed, but other than that, there's nothing special about them. I think we need to go back down and investigate that statue a little better. Okay, so you're going to go back into the chapel? Yes, mm-hmm. and investigate the statue. Yeah. In the chapel. Because I misunderstood the, the layout of the situation. Dim, colored light filters through tall, broken, and boarded-up windows of stained glass, illuminating the ancient chapel of Ravenloft. A few bats flutter near the top of the 90-foot dome ceiling. A balcony runs the length of the west wall, 50 feet above the floor. In the center of the balcony, 
two dark, well, there's one dark shape slumped in the chair, and now there's a zombie laying with its head broken open on the ground in here. Benches coated with centuries of dust lie about the floor in jumbled disarray. Beyond the debris, lit by a piercing shaft of light, an altar stands upon a squat stone platform. The sides of the altar are carved with bas-relief of angelic figures entwined with grapevines. The light from above falls directly on a silver statue. A cloaked figure is draped over the altar, not anymore, and a black mace lies on the floor near its feet. So that one sentence... Also not anymore. <laughs> yes, that one sentence, the light from above falls directly on a silver statue. That was where we got off track. All right, so now you guys are back down in the chapel. What do you do? Investigate the statue. It's about the size of a coffee maker. It looks like it's made of solid silver, and I sent you a picture of it. It, I mean, it's not like part of the... Can you describe it for the audience? Um, everybody roll another intelligence check for one of your characters. Roll a d20 and add your intelligence bonus. Fifteen. You don't want to get to three. <laughs> I'm not counting it. Natural 20! Plus one, 21. Jason! Suck it. Who's that? Nigel, the dwarven apothecarist. Nigel? You're doing this voice right yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the first one to recognize. Um, this is a statue of the same saint that you guys saw in the stained glass window in the temple of Justitia. This was the saint that was fighting the... the a saint that was fighting a lich that was being blessed by Justitia herself. In fact... You're pretty sure at some point in the past you've seen this statue or one very much like it in the chapel in Barovia, but it's here now. So the saint was fighting a lich who was being blessed by Justicia. The saint was being blessed by Justicia. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say that. We had the same misunderstanding last week. Okay. No, I think I joked. There's a saint fighting a lich. And then you guys looked and you noticed kind of for the first time you could make out the shape of sort of justicia behind him, sort of blessing him and cheering him on and all that kind of stuff. Sweet baby justicia. (laughs) There's a statue like this in every temple. We shouldn't worry about it. There's there's, uh, three ways out of this room. Uh, uh, Houston's taking the statue to return it to the church back home. You're going to pick it up? Mm -hmm. What's your alignment? Neutral. Neutral? Okay. Picked one. What's what's Justicia? Lawful? Lawful. Lawful. Arena Arena grabs it. Too late. He's already grabbed it. You gonna fight him for it? No. Oh, okay. Yes! Fisticuffs! It weighs about ten pounds. We could definitely bash a head in with that. Are you proficient in uh, statues? If not, Ichabod can teach you. He's gonna say I think this belongs back down in the village. Okay. Nothing bad happens when you pick it up. You put it in your backpack? Yes. Okay. All right. So, there are three ways out of this room. One leads you through the hallway of statues back into where you met Frau Blucha. One leads to a big spiral staircase that goes up and down. And one just leads to the balcony, but there's a set of double doors in the balcony that lead into the second floor. So did you guys decide you're going back to the Frau Bluka room? Hold on. The K-17 that leads up and down. That is not the one that we did? No, we went to K-16. 
Okay, that is see. correct. Okay. K18. Yeah, he looked in both. Yeah. So you've seen that staircase. You haven't gone up or down the staircase. Okay. Uh, There's also a staircase. So basically, you have two staircases that go both up and down, and you have one staircase that only goes up. So it has. We got the Empress, which is protection. Or give us some sort of protection. Darkness was born from light. Seek, seek this where that light lies dead. All right. Uh, I mean, if you were, if we're looking for the throne room, I, again, I, I vote we go back to there and up the stairs. Sure. Okay, so you guys go back through the hallway where you rescued the peasants. Yeah, we're gonna go back to, to area K eight. K eight, and then you go up the stairs to three years, which leads up to K nineteen. Yes. Okay. Massive stairs rise to a landing twenty feet wide by forty feet long. Okay. Stone arches support a ceiling covered with frescoes twenty feet overhead. The frescoes depict armored knights on horseback. Their finer features faded beyond recognition. Dust floats in the air here. At each end of the south wall, a staircase rises into darkness. Between the staircases are twin alcoves, each one containing a standing suit of armor covered with dark stains. Each suit of armor clutches a mace, the business end of which is shaped like a dragon's head. Words engraved on the arches above the suits of armor have been scratched out. So, you come up the steps, the steps turn left. You go a little further and you come to this big landing. Okay? There's two staircases that lead from this landing up on the left-hand wall. And between them are two alcoves with statues on them. What do you do? We throw something at the statue? Yeah, like what? I have a small sack. Um, I got a sheep. Can I throw a sheep at it? Yes. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. No, you don't because you're a rescued villager from well, a... Uh, uh, can I use my pitchfork to kind of like... I don't know. Are, are they on the same? Are they up? Down? Are they on the? They ground? are on the ground. Okay. Full size suits of armor. What? Full size suits of armor. Yes. Okay. Can I get a pitchfork behind one and kind of push it out of its alcove? Yes. Try. You can try. All right. You step towards it to try to push it out of the way with your pitchfork. Yes. And you hear a click as you step on a pressure plate. Mm. Roll a DC fourteen dexterity saving throw. Here goes Ichabod. Can I assist him? Nope. You said 14, right? Yes. Yeah, I rolled an 11. How many hit points did you have? He did. Uh, he had three. He Ooh. has an AC of 10, so good luck. He's dead. Okay, so he steps forward. You hear a click, and this thing kind of leans out, and its arms like, and does this flailing about thing. And the business end of the mace that's shaped like a dragon hits him right in the head, caves his skull in, and he goes down like a slaughtered ox and hits the ground. And then the thing's like this, and then it back into place. What do you guys do? I would like to check the ground for pressure plates, tripwires, all that jazz. Okay. Um, what character's doing it? Uh, Rudolph Van Richten. Okay. You don't get to roll a d20. He's a... He's a what's his... Profession. Scholar. Okay, so he would roll a d10 and add his intelligence bonus. That is a nine. A nine? Nine. Nine. You cannot find any sign of any kind of pressure plate oh, or anything like that. safe, right? How far apart are these things? 
The statues? About yes. five feet. No, no. From one hallway to the other. Can, like, are they, can they reach all feet, the way across? Said, right? Yes. I mean, are these things going all the way out? Yeah. Like, he, 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 he leaned out and he did like this, and it kind of swung around enough to hit you. I understand You that. think you might be able to stand far enough back that you can get to the stairs and avoid the mess. Now that you've seen where it swings. Yeah. Looking at where it swings, can we judge where the distance would be to go down there? Yes. You think you might be able to might. squeeze past and get onto the steps without being in range of the mace. So is his body still on the pressure plate? It is. So it's not... Well, you assume. Is it like staying on? No, it, it leaned out, it swung, and then it went back into place. Mm -hmm. So there must be several pressure plates, and if one is newly activated, then it'll go off and be... Um, so I... uh, we've grabbed the pitchfork yeah, from yeah. the ground that's apparently not being handled anymore by the dead farmer. Right, right. We take the pitchfork and hold it out in front of us and poke the ground to see uh -huh. if we can make any pressure plates activate from a distance so <laughs> we can stay... Yeah, you yeah. Know, safe yeah. from the swinging maces. So, maces. Okay, so so are you looking at the front, the first staircase, or the last staircase? The one that the one that his dead body is on. You're like pushing around his dead body. Point on the doll to tell me where you're feeling around. Here. Okay. Here. So when you when you start here, here. over here. Okay, do you go over the big there? Big one right here. Come on, that's <laughs> classic movie. Come on. I don't even know what that is. Over the edge. Okay. So, so you start pushing around. Yes. Over the hedge is not a classic. And either. roll a um, roll an intelligent roll plus your intelligence for whoever's doing it. Uh, Seventeen. You push around a little bit. You think you hear it click once or twice, um, but the armor does not activate again. Maybe there's a certain amount of weight that's needed to activate the person. Well, I mean, the body's laying. At least partially on the pressure plate. Okay, so the body's activated it and it's keeping it down, which is what I was thinking. So I think it's safe. Um, you go first. Rudolf Van Richten is going first. I'll, okay. I'll take the lead. I'm going to try and walk up these steps. He makes it. Great. I continue. Okay. Up the stairs. Does everybody else go up? Yeah, we just let him go. Okay. Yes, we all follow. So the... here's the here's the deal. Who's oh, last? Is, it, is, is one of Carl's characters last because he's looking at his phone? I think he is. Pick one of your characters to be last. Arena. Oh no, not no. Arena. No. Okay, so here's if the way Arena's it works. If Arena's last, it's going to be him. Here's the way it works. Captain now has a duty to protect Arena as much as possible. Bing, She's bing, the Burgermeisterine. That's true. Burgermeisterine. Like Listerine. The pressure plate resets after one minute, oh. after which the armor trap can be triggered again. Okay. So I think whoever is last in line. Make a luck check. Roll your luck or less on a d20. See if you get up there before the minute is up. Um, no, it's not going to be him. Nope. So you're going to wait. It's not going to be her. He's going to be with her. But wouldn't you go first to see what's up there? Not if someone else already is first up there. Okay. Roll yeah. a luck check. See if you get up there. You're like, Irina, go. She's like, no, you go. And you're like, go. And she's like, no, you go. You both die. <laughs> you hang up first. You hang up first. No. You failed your luck check? Yes. Okay. Roll a um, DC 14 dex check. Man. No. I'm not All right. So, Irina, you're walking up the steps. Join uh, my path. I'm not upset that my character got killed. Health Half-Sun is right behind you, and you hear this thing 
reached back out and he's like, oh my. Bam! It hits, him. Sword. it hits him in the back of the head. He falls forward, lands on the steps. And a silver dagger. <laughs> and the statue. Do you, you loot it? And the statue. I'll take the statue. <laughs> I have to. I have to take the statue. I'm okay. Sure. All right. All right. So so he's laying there, and he's, he says, Take my sword and the dagger and the statue. <laughs> Irina, I also always love light just this year. That's my beauty. And you're cute too. <laughs> ah! He's like, take my sword, sword. <laughs> and, and my dagger. <laughs> and then she starts to walk away. No, my statue, statue. <laughs> <laughs> and the rope. You're gonna need the rope. <laughs> and never forget me. <laughs> He's like, are you done now? Don't look at my face this way. She has to walk off and you just like, can you hear me back there? Just Remember laugh. the good times we had. <laughs> I love it. And like we're going down the hall still like 10 minutes later. You still hear His greatness was right there. You knew he was dead as soon as he rolled the 19 on his luck check. Because you were like, uh, what's the chance? Okay, so you guys come up the staircase into a large room. Dim light from the courtyard falls into this great hall through the broken glass and iron latticework of a large window on the west wall. The immense room is a place of chilly, brooding darkness. Empty iron sconces dot the walls. Hundreds of dust-laden cobwebs drape the hall, hiding the ceiling from view. Directly across from the window stands a set of double doors on the east wall. I have a question. Does and anything it? happen when I take the uh, statue? What's your alignment? I'm lawful. Nothing happens. Right. You should give it to the halfling. Don't give it. What's the halfling? Oh, he's deaf and chaotic. Well, no, I think he's neutral. I didn't write down what his thing was. You come in. The other staircase comes up in the same wall as you. Okay. On the right-hand wall is this big stained glass window. Right. Lights coming in. Okay. On the left-hand wall are a set of double doors. Okay. okay. Anything in front? Further south, a single door leads from the east wall. Staircases at both ends of the north wall lead down. That's where he just came in. At the far southern end of the hall, a large wooden throne stands atop a marble dais. The high back throne faces south away from most of the room. So there's this long, huge open hall with a couple doors on the left-hand wall and a dais or dais or whatever at the far end with a throne on it. But the throne has been turned around so it faces away from most of the room. Okay, uh, on the walls leading up to the throne, are there any arrow slits? Yeah. Little dragon faces that shoot darts. <laughs> you know, fire traps. Roll your uh, roll plus your intelligence there. The normal thing. Suits of armor with maces shaped like yeah, dragon heads. Uh, ten. You do not. Although you do notice uh, that empty sconces dot dot the walls. So there's empty torch sconces. Uh, seventeen. You notice that empty torch sconces dot the walls. I think I have it's a question. Fine. So, as much as we've seen of this castle, is it mostly stonework? Is there a lot of wood going on in here? 
There's a mix. You like some of the stairs are made out of wood. Uh huh. Um, Would you say structurally, if all the structurally, wood, it's mostly stone. If structurally, if you took out a lot of the wood, would it just kind of fall in on itself? Are you an architect or do you have I'm a carious. That's you have close a magic enough. spell that disappears yeah. wood. <laughs> no, he just wants to set the whole yeah. castle. Yeah. I have torches, I'm and I'm, I'm saying yes, it's cold fire. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen stuff. I know how buildings crash in on itself, you know. It can happen. Are we going to yeah. set fire to Castle Ravenloft? I'm just saying, we're up here to destroy this guy. Why are we going to walk straight into his throne room and go, hey, let's fight you man on mano. I'm going to go, no, I'm going to burn you to the ground and make you come out to us. But, you know, hey, 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 I, I might have a little bit of a fire starter in me. Personally, I think that thing that would just, like, limit our access to areas that he would be in, that probably wouldn't, like, destroy the whole castle. Maybe. That's what I'm asking. They'd probably just like destroy the stairs and everything nice in the castle. But I feel like most of the framework would still be there. Maybe. But then again, can he get downstairs? Does he have to turn the smoke everywhere everywhere he goes? I don't think he cares. I don't know. Sounds like my uncle. What do you guys do? So you guys discuss briefly setting the whole castle on fire. If it can be set on fire, this doesn't seem like the room to do it from. Okay. So walk up to the throne. Probably yeah, Arena investigates the throne. Because a tome of vital lore lies in the throne of an ancient king. What? There's a book here. Really? Uh, Pick it, up. <laughs> it lies on the mar- marble dais just behind the throne. So, I mean, we've got to build up okay. here. You're walking towards the throne, but you can't see what's in it, right? Yes. You're getting closer and closer and closer, and lightning strikes and blah, blah, blah. Do you look to see, do you just pick up the book, or do you look to see what's on the throne? I look to see, because the throne was turned around, right? Yeah, yeah. So, with the throne turned around, the book is right here? Yes. And so I can see the book, once I get up there, I can see the book. Yes, you see, a, you see a big book sitting there. Turned around. Yes. Yes, I want to see what's on the throne. Check the throne. The throne is vacant. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to take the book. Yep. You pick up the book. Or whoever's in front. Albert the Sage does. I was about to say, Astrid can take it. She ain't doing nothing. You get the um, the little notification that comes up in the side of the screen that you've completed a, a quest, right? Achievement unlocked. Yes. Right. Yeah, you get the achievement unlocked okay. signal, and you get the Tome of Strahd. So this looks like it's Strahd's personal diary. Oh, boy. Do you read it? Yes. Irina does. She wants to know if she put her name in there with his last name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I agree. There's, there's, yeah, there's one, like, there's just one picture of a, a giant heart with her name and his name in it. Right, right, right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is blood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brace yourselves. <laughs> I'm going to read all this text. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, Albert Yellen's age reads. I am ancient. I am the land. My beginnings are lost in the darkness of the past. I was a warrior. I was good and just. I thundered across the land like the wrath of a just god. But the war years and the killing years wore down my soul as the wind wears down stone. All goodness slipped from my life. I found my youth and strength gone, and all I had left was death. My army settled in the valley of Barovia, and I took power over the people in the name of a just god, but with none of the gods' grace or justice. I called for my family, long unseated from their ancient homes, 
and brought them here to settle in the castle Ravenloft. They came with a younger brother of mine, Sergei. He was handsome and youthful. I hated him for both. From the families of the valley, one spirit shone above all others, a rare beauty who is called perfection and joy and treasure. Her name was Tatiana, and I longed for her to be mine. I loved her with all my heart. I longed for her youth. I loved her for her beauty, but she spurned me. Old One was my name to her, elder and brother also. Her heart went to Sergei. They were betrothed. The date was set. With words she called me brother, but when I looked into her eyes, they reflected another name. Death. It was the death of the aged that she saw in me. She loved her youth and enjoyed it, but I had squandered mine. The death she saw in me turned her from me, and so I came to hate death, my death. My hate is very strong. I would not be called death so soon. I made a pact with death, a pact of blood. On the day of the wedding, I killed Sergei, my brother. My pact was sealed in his blood. I found Tatiana weeping in the garden east of the chapel. She fled from me. She would not let me explain and a great anger swelled within me. She had to understand the pact I had made for her. I pursued her finally in despair. She flung herself off the walls of Ravenloft, and I watched everything I had ever wanted fall from my grasp forever. It was a thousand feet through the mists. No trace of her was ever found. Not even I know her final fate. Arrows from the castle guards pierced me to my soul, but I would not die, nor did I live. I became undead forever. I have studied much since then. Vampire is my new name. I still lust for life and youth, and I curse the living that took it from me. Even the sun is against me. It's the sun and its light that I fear the most, but little else can harm me now. Even a stake through my heart does not kill me, though it holds me from movement. But the sword, that cursed sword that Sergei brought, I must dispose of that awful tool. I fear and hate it as much as the sun. I have often hunted for Tatiana. I've even felt her within my grasp, but she escapes. She taunts me. She taunts me. What will it take to bend her love to me? I now reside far below Ravenloft. I live among the dead and sleep beneath the very stones of this hollow castle of despair. I shall seal shut the walls of the stairs that none may disturb me. Okay, what do you do? Listen, I'm gonna say something because I think it's really funny. Okay. <laughs> when, you were, 
when you were saying she was going to call you by, she called you by a different name, mm-hmm. and then I started to hear like the D, I was like, oh, she's gonna call him Daddy. Nice. That's the other name. She's like, she her, she knows him by another name, and that name is Daddy. Whoa, <laughs> that changes the entire connotation. Yeah, it changes the whole story. Uh, a whole different story. Okay. You guys are there. You read that. Is there a photo of Tatiana in the journal? Like a picture? There is not a picture. There are no no pictures in the journal. No drawings? No no, no drawings? No nothing. So he said that she was in the chapel. Mm -hmm. And she was able to go outside from the chapel and throw herself off to her death. No. No. She... He found her in the garden to the east of the chapel. Yes. Oh, okay. That, 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 her, so where and then she threw herself from the walls. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, remember that I thought it was in like the garden? Remember there was a um, there was that lookout point that was like two hundred feet high. Yeah. So that must be where she. Yeah. Do you have anything about losing all hope? Nope. We have nothing with losing all hope. Nope. So there are three exits out of here. This is the one we found. Yes. A tome of vital lore lies on the throne of an ancient king. Done. So, for your information, if you go on to the Reddit and and uh, Reddit. if you go on to the Reddit for this adventure and start asking around, um, one of the side quest items is the Tome of Strahd, which you guys just found. And everybody in the Reddit is like, how does it actually help them? Like, it gives them some information, but like... Can you hit the vampire over the head with it? Like, why is it this quest item? So, I want you guys to know that secretly... Go ahead, Jason. Oh, I got plenty of stuff I plan to use that. Yeah, well, it's information. But, um... I'm going to bludgeon him with the book. I'm proficient. I am going to, uh... There's an expansion for Dungeon Crawl's classics called Transylvanian Adventures that we're using some rules from. And one of the rules in there is called the Nemesis die, which is like an extra die they get to roll. And each each one of these side quests that you unlock, his Nemesis die goes down. So besides the information that's in it, you also get a material benefit from discovering the time, okay. which you have done. So there are three ways out of here. The stairs you came up, a large door, and a small door. Okay. Mm. I want to make some things fairly clear here before we go any further just in case we run into stuff that we shouldn't don't want to and don't have time to talk then Irene I think that Irina Irina whatever Gertrude. come on Irina you know what I mean uh, anyways I think you need to pretend that you're Tatiana that was already yeah see I, I, I didn't know if you you were thinking that too so I was bringing that up there I had planned on we definitely getting need... close to him using that as a, like a distraction yeah and then trying to get at him with the dagger I or, think I think we need to uh, stick him with a stake or, it literally says it'll hold him in place well, it won't kill him well but we can hold him in place if I can get him in the heart with the dagger then we can get him with the sword that was my plan. Right, but I don't know if the dagger will hold him in place like a stake would. Does it have to be wood? I mean, <laughs> I think that's the big the only. I mean, it has to be a cow, I guess. A stake is ribeye. Stake. But I think that I anything will do in my right. I mean, it doesn't just because it doesn't always been wooden. Does sticks, making it know. wood make it any hey. different? I don't know. I mean, you know, you always hear that it's wooden sticks, so I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just says stakes wouldn't. 
Oh wait, what is it? Does it say wooden stakes in the? Is it specific to stakes? It does say stakes. So he does not mention that the stake is made out of wood, but I put it to you. That's what a stake is. I mean, it's you know, just, not well, to get philosophical. I get that, but like, yeah. if it's a, I'm, I mean, I feel like any pointy object can really be a stake. Doesn't specifically have to be wood. It's very philosophical because now we're talking about essential properties and accidental properties of a stake. Yeah, what like, is the Platonic ideal right, of a like, stake? Is a stake only a stake because it's wood? Right, exactly. Mm. Is is woodenness a property that can be removed and it still remain a stake? And are you willing to bet all your lives on it? I I am. <laughs> Marina's had she ready to go. I think I think. There's a Roll an intelligence check for Rudolf von Richten, Biology. the vampire hunter. Uh, that is a 16. The well, lore of the vampires is that the steak must be wooden, and the best is you wood. But other kinds of wood can be used. Now, I want to stress this is Transylvanian Adventures. This is not Buffy... The Vampire Slayer. You cannot shoot a crossbow into the creature, and that counts as a stake. It must penetrate the heart, and is usually only effective when the creature is in its coffin and is already disabled. It is incredibly tricky uh, to get the stake actually through the heart sufficiently uh, during a combat attack. We got deep die. Okay. So, but you don't have deep die. That's the problem. Cutting off. No, no don't cut off the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to break character for a second. Okay. Yeah. And talk about a vampire lore. So, he, like he says, it has to be wooden. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. There's some sort of reason why it can't be a metal stake. Right. There's something about the lore, not necessarily that wood hurts him more, but there's something about the lore or the or the. Or the verbiage on the lore itself. I mean, there's something behind it that actually draws it. Like, like in I get that it's the modern, same rules that apply to like not having a reflection in a mirror because in those days they used to use silver to back the mirror, and that's why it was reflective. So see? that's why they couldn't see themselves. I get that. So like that's not what I'm arguing. But if I have say a silver dagger coated in holy water, and I stab him in the heart, what would that do? Probably it hurt wouldn't him, kill probably him, hurt him, but would it disable him enough no. that we could no. say kill him with the sword? I'm saying no, because it's not a wooden stake, and that's what causes the that's what that's what Van Helsing or what's his name <laughs> Van, Van Richten. That's what Van Richten is talking about. It has to be a wooden stake, right, through the heart. But I'm also not talking about mm-hmm. making him completely disabled. It was not as do in it. that. As in because that. first of all, he doesn't have a functioning heart. It's already dead. There's no heartbeat. But my That's not the purpose of my the blood. goal isn't to kill him with the silver dagger. My goal is to get close enough to attempt to disable him using the silver dagger. Okay, but we don't think it'll disable. It's not gonna work. Okay. We think it'll hurt That's him. What I'm That's all I needed to know. But we don't we think don't it'll disable. It's going to disable. No. Editor's note. 
At this point in the game, a lengthy discussion about the philosophical nature of vampires and faith and woodenness took place. We're editing this out for time, but we're going to hold on to it. It was a good discussion, and possibly it could be released on a future episode as part of our Patreon or something. Anyway, the players talked about the fact that they could make plenty of wooden stakes out of the throne that was in the room with them. We now rejoin the game. So... Yes. Do you guys uh, try to break this this throne apart to make wooden stakes out of it? Is this just a clarification? The throne is wooden. It is. Mm-hmm. Does sure. anyone have an axe? I do. Let's do it. I have a hand axe. I have a cudgel. Okay. Let's now, do this. Every, uh, you guys, says, Let's do this. But <laughs> my dwarf is gonna. Be Astrid like, goes. Maybe not to show the throne. I mean, there are other things they can get. You say as he's as shit, he's hacking it apart with a hand axe. Maybe hey, maybe not quite this throne. Maybe we can like, get something else. Like I stop inches away. No, no, like, no, you don't. I know you. You're, you're all okay, so, the thing apart. Darkness born from light. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah. Luke? That's the Empress? Yeah. yeah. Roll a six-sided well, dice. Me, it makes me think that this is related to her. Three. All right, everybody roll an intelligence check for one of your characters. Eighteen. I'm not sure which character I want to use. Roll I only got 13. Mm-hmm. I didn't make it. Uh, does 20 count? It does. What about a four? Irina rolled a 13. So both of you guys, as you're in the process of hacking this chair apart and then sharpening pieces of it and all this... You uh, you think you hear some kind of sound from behind this door, like footsteps or somebody moving around. Like in between the hacks, there's a moment of silence, and you think from you hear door? something from behind that door. Yes. I'm gonna draw my sword. Irina mm-hmm. sends up the Keep looking, keep looking. Um, and he grabs another person. Burner grabs another person. And says, "Come visit me." Irina yeah. covers no, them with cross. They will not. Okay, keep move. We move, will get everyone. Move characters over next to the door. Set Irina up behind or in front of uh, in front of them. Yeah. And he approaches the door. And what's his name? Uh, Abramovich. And Johan. Right. Johan's a tough guy. Uh, no, this I is... wouldn't put all your characters over there. Well, how do I do that? He's, he, he's got a point, Luke. Pick somebody to stay behind. Too late! They're all dead. Who's a tough guy? This one. This one? Oh, yeah. No, that one. That one? Maybe I should leave him back. Too late now. Astrid's going okay. at this thing. Uh, after a few minutes, you, you get over there, you listen, you think you hear like one more distant sound, and then you don't hear anything. You mm. open the doors? Yes. Okay. The doors open to reveal another set of double doors 10 feet ahead. Mm. Between these two doors, a 10-foot wide corridor stretches north and south. At each end of the hall, floating in the darkness, is a human skeleton clad in rusted armor and the tattered livery of a castle guard. So you guys are here. Who made these minis? You. You. Yeah. You open the doors. Open the doors. So there's like a skeleton in each end. What is it? Are they skeletons or wraiths? He's just really short. He said they were floating, right? They are floating, but they're skeletons. You're not there! Just asking the context. They seem to be floating, but they are skeletal floating forms. What do you do? And so there's another set of doors over here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they're in this little hallway? Yes. Mm-hmm. At each end. Are they looking at us? No. No. They don't move. You should definitely close the door. Close the door. Wrong room. Okay. Yeah. Vernon looks and says, Oh, Zari von Vroom. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. There is Nothing happens. Here. Nothing happens. 
Okay. <laughs> we should we should avoid those doors. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do you guys do now? You guys have made your stakes. And your mistakes! Hey. hey! And there's two exits out of this room. One you know goes to another set of double doors with a haunted hallway, and the other one you haven't opened yet. This one. And then, of course, there's the way you came in. Let's take care of these skeletons, I guess. Because took me laid. I mean, do you have a guy what? that you want to send in there to fight? It's took me laid. Okay, well, I got one dude, My so fault. I'm not Sorry. going in. It's all you. Yeah. You choose one of your three and send no. them in there and let me know how that works out. Yeah, I'll pass. Um, is there a place to put experience points on your characters? Yes. Uh, I no. Don't, I don't see anywhere. No. No. Let's see. So you guys fought the vampire spawn? Yes. You fought the wolves? Yes. You fought... Well, you had an encounter with Strahd. Yes. Um, you fought those zombies. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So really you've only had four fights. Yes. Only. Yeah. Okay, so I guess you guys only have four experience points. And we found a tome. Yeah. Does that give us experience? Sure. What, so we're at five now? Yes. So you're at five. What do you guys do? I want to barricade I'm trying to figure door. out where darkness was born from light. Seek this where that light lies dead. He wants the protection. Roll an intelligence check, Jason. Two. 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 Okay. That's a three. Can I have... I feel like Arena would be wanting to know the same thing. Like, she would be questioning over it. So I'm going to roll for her as well. Uh, Fifteen? Fifteen. Because I feel like Arena is pouring over this book and trying to figure out what's going on and, like, how to stop them. Well, I thought it was a statue. I'm going to be honest. I thought that was a statue at first because the light was coming down and it sounded like it. Um, But then when we found the tome... He did a whole, like, uh, <laughs> accomplishment thing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Achievement unlocked. A- achievement unlocked, and he didn't do that for that. And yeah. so I think this is not, I think I don't think it's related. Okay. It's metagaming. I'm going to give you some hints well, it based is. on his good role. At least one of The first guys. word. Darkness. 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 Okay, darkness was born from light. Darkness. Who's the darkness? Strahd. 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 Okay. Strahd was born from light. So who's the light? Tatiana. Tatiana was his his lady love, just as she is a goddess. Goddess. Yes. She was his light. Who was Strahd born from? His mom. Oh. Yeah. His mother? I mean... That's what I'm trying to think. Is there like a nursery or something in here, though? Okay, well, read the rest of it. Well, she was so... Seek this where that light lies dead. That would be her mother's... His mother's grave. Grave. Is there a graveyard? Maybe. In the garden? We haven't haven't found a graveyard yet, have we? I mean, if we explored the outside of the castle, where would the graveyard be? Down where the dead are. Is there a graveyard in town? Oh, no. Down where the dead are? Underneath the castle. Which is where? Underneath the castle. Yeah. Because they probably have a crypt. Keeper. Keeper. Okay. So, you guys start to think. Tatiana's thinking about it. It's like, wait a minute. Darkness was born from light. He straws the darkness, the light is his mom. Seek this where, is, where that light lies dead. And Jason's one remaining character is like, that would be the crypts under... Oh, wait, what's your character? No, he's definitely a, the only more voice like a pirate. That would be the crypts under the castle. That would be his mother's tomb. We've got to find his mother's tomb. Your his mother's tomb. Arr, 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 arr. Okay. Now, you guys are still in this room. You've figured out one of your possible clues, but uh, you still haven't decided where you're going. Well, I guess we're going to have to go down. So we're going to start digging. 
<laughs> no. Let's go through this door. No. That seems like a bad call. There's no doubt. Everybody, everybody, body up in front of that door. Uh, okay. I will be not there. Like last. Dusty week. scrolls and tomes line the walls oh, of this room. Well, this could be good too. More scrolls and books lie scattered on the floor around four heavy wooden chests fitted with earth, sturdy iron locks. The only unobstructed floor space is directly in front of the doors on the east and west walls. In the center of the clutter stands a great black desk. A figure crouches atop a tall stool, scratching on a seemingly endless scroll of paper with a dry quill pen. Nearby, a tasseled rope hangs from a hole in the ceiling. So this is about a 30 by 30 room. There's a door on the other side. There are bookcases. There's mm-hmm. scrolls, books, ledgers, mm-hmm. everything, everywhere. There are four chests mm-hmm. in the room, and in the middle is this giant desk, right, with this guy sitting at it, right, this older gentleman, and he's just sitting there. He's got two candles on the desk, and he's just scratching away. He looks over, and he sees you guys keep scratching away. What do you Kill do? Him. Walk in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. go with those chests are probably trapped, so we should yep. probably not... I feel like chests are not your property. Please leave alone. I'm gonna see if I can see what's wrong. So you go over and you look over his shoulder, and he's like, um, "Petitioners are only seen on uh, Wednesdays and Tuesdays between one o'clock and one fifteen. Come back then." And you look down; he does not have ink, and he's just like scratching and moving as if he's writing. Mm-hmm. And like every every once in a while, he takes the quill and he dips it in this ink pot, but it's dried up, mm-hmm. and he he just keeps going. And he's got like a, like a little thing of, of candles and stuff over there. He's a little insane. And, uh, and he's just scratching away. Irina notices this and pours a little bit of water in the, <laughs> in the ink. Yeah, yeah. he's writing. I'm sorry, you'll have to come back uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, between the hours of 1 and 1.15. I'm making an appointment uh, <clears throat> with Frau Blucher. Does he have Ooh. a noticeable weapon on him? I mean, probably not. Is there anything on the book's... Oh, as you get closer, you notice that he is chained to the desk. Mm. I'm going to try and break the chains. There are... He does not have any weapons. Okay. What were you saying, Jay? Uh, sorry? I'm going to look and see at, the, at, the, at, like, there's books. Lots of them. Okay. Do they have, like, titles or, or descriptions? So of you them? go over and most of them are, like, really dusty and stuff, yes. right? And you, like, move your hand across the backs of some of the books. Yes. And they're, like, you know, tax records and property records if you went backstage, back into the back room at the county clerk's office, it's all that kind of stuff. It's like birth and death records, taxes collected, um, property taxes. Scrolls, it, everything? Yeah, yeah. Like you start so looking through stuff. Like everything is accounts, uh, accounts receivable, accounts payable, you know, for the castle and the lands of Barovia going back like, looks like hundreds of years. I would like to, um, I want to make an appointment. I want to go up to him and say, I would like to make an appointment. I want to make an appointment to, to see the king. Uh, all appointments are handled by the Frau, Frau Blucher, uh, who can help you with that matter. I'm going to have to ask you to leave him terribly busy. Terribly busy. What are you doing? What's your name, son? Albert. All right. I'm a sage. Well, as a sage, you will understand the importance of accurate records being kept. I am keeping the records for the master. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm very busy. Uh, appointments can be made uh, to speak to me. Those would be on 
Tuesdays and Thursdays between the hours of 1 and 1.15. Appointments can be made with Rob Luke. Okay, what's your uh, halfling's name? Algernon. I'm uh, going to look at Algernon and be like, Alright, you know Algernon. I know that you, you found a little riches in here. But there might be more treasure in these chests. I mean, I, I would think that a great halfling like yourself would have no trouble with opening them. And I know that you're kind of crazy, so... <laughs> I would like to try to discern <clears throat> what he's writing. You'd like to try to what? Discern what he's writing. Roll an intelligence check. He has no English. He's not even... English. Yeah, but he's trying to look at the... Uh, I poured ink and I poured water into the yeah. ink thing. Is that... What, what happens then? Either he has really bad handwriting or he's literally just kind of randomly scratching. Mm. Like, you can't make out... He keeps writing all work and no play. Yeah, all work and no play <laughs> makes Jack a dull boy. All work and no play. <laughs> okay. So, um... Not all of us are allowed to know all of the Master's affairs, but I do what I can with the information I'm given. I'm sorry, I'm very busy. Uh, you're going to have to leave. By the way, uh, tampering with the chests is highly illegal. That is the master's property. If I could free you, would you come with us? No. Do you wish to be here? I wish to be left alone! Fine, then. <laughs> you must resign to your fate. And Abramovich walks away. Okay. Um, I feel like Algernon pokes at the chest. Okay. So, as soon as he sees that, he reaches over and he pulls the cord... That's coming down from the ceiling. Mm. Okay. That's no good. I have a question. Mm. Yes. Can we get reflex saves on the people around him to stop him from playing the cord? No. I'm going to go and flank one of the doors if anything tries to come in. I'm gonna when the rope that. is pulled, a tremendously loud gong sounds. One or more creatures arrive 1d6 rounds later. Okay. He pulls the string way up above your... He's like, I warned you, this is the master's property, and you may not interfere. What do you all do? Uh, I'm going to go to the door and prep attacks. Okay. Well, Algernon gets real pissed, turns around, jumps on the uh, table, and hits him over the head. Okay. Roll your attack. Okay. 15. All right. Roll your damage. I'm going to hit him with the mace. You're going to hit him with the mace you found? Yeah, I didn't oh, think okay. that there was any... We're about to find out. No, he's got to see. This mace is like a mace of fire and death made by things. Wouldn't that be zombies? Fun? Wouldn't that be fun if I hit him over the head? And and top, it just creates a Blue, huge Give me your explosion. phone with the uh, Internet Explorer open. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a, it's just a regular shame. mace. Did I give you the damage for a mace? 1d6. Definitely a regular mace. Okay, yeah, you kill him. So your halfling is like, how dare you? Jumps up, braids him with this black mace you guys found in the chapel, and he just cracks his head wide open, and the old man falls dead on the floor. What does everybody else do? Open the chest. Well, well there's, nothing, there's nothing. There's nothing. Obviously, the gonging would mean something was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, something's coming. I'm keeping um, my attacks prepped. Do we think gonging it again would send him away? 
Like, I mean, false alarm. There's got to be something that says, "Hey, come here," and "Hey, go away." Everything's fine down yeah. here. Do we have a How are you? Some of the books fell. We're, we're good now. How are you? Gong it twice. We're coming down. Oh no, no, we got a very dangerous reactor leak down here. We're gonna gong it twice and see what happens. Okay, you gong it twice. Gong, no, gong. You made it worse. More come. Okay, maybe, maybe choose back. Three, three, three. Gong, gong, gong. 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 Yeah, you're in a. No. Gong, gong. Do you gong it three times? We've no, got please. no, please. We've got one. I mean, coming they're already on the way. Why would more come? Three, and then one coming in four. So. Oh gosh. Or we've got some. I don't know how many are coming. Okay. We, we know. What do you guys do the next round? Three. I think we should jump whatever comes in. That's, That's what Luke's already got ready to do, man. But where do we, we have? Do we have any idea? Do, like, do we hear where they're coming from? No, you don't hear anything right now. Well, I'm definitely gonna go and steal shit out of those open. chests now. Yeah. <laughs> For do the sure. doors open in or out? Algernon smashes at those chests together. Yeah, do they open in or out? Both doors open into the room. Do they have locks on the doors at all? No. Okay. So. Okay, so you're breaking open the chests. Yes. All right, roll brain a strength check. I did brain him already. I know, but I'm saying if you'd gone over and brained him right off the bat... We All I be... did was poke the chest. Yeah. It's not my fault he flipped out. <laughs> so, I'm not arguing that. I'm just he saying. did warn you. He I'm, warned. He warned us. I'm saying he was obviously to, in the well. He technically pocket. he warned us too many times. We were just asking questions. He got crazy. He deserved okay. that braining. All right. Sure. I say the braining was in self I think we found our most murder hobo-y murder hobo. Uh, I'm literally evil, and I don't even murder And who's surprised? not allowed exactly. to have evil characters. What? I rolled a 17. Oh, to break up one of the yes. chests? All right, roll a... Uh, Reflex slash will slash <laughs> roll a, Roll a d4. You find a chest with 500 pieces of gold in it. Now I got 504 pieces of gold. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. Before you start writing stuff down. Okay. What do you, I mean... Where are you going to put it? Yeah, are you going to pick up the whole chest and start walking around with the chest? I think he, like, looks at it in awe. I have a small sack in a backpack. What's in the rest of these chests? And then goes to the next one. Okay, hold on. What are the rest of you doing while he's doing that? Okay, we're going to definitely move that desk. Yes. In front of one of the doors. Okay. The closer door it is. Well, it's right in the middle of the room, so you're okay, going to block so this door that you haven't been through yet? Yes, that's fine. Okay. We're going to block that door uh, with some people, whoever requires four people to carry it. Sure. So four people carry that. The other people are going to find... You no, said she doesn't. So the other door... The, what else is in the room? There's bookshelves. There are bookcases. There's another chest that looks pretty heavy. Um, there are plenty of things you could barricade the other door with. Okay, try and have the other people barricade the other door. Okay. All right, so now you've barricaded both doors. Now what do you do? Open the chest. And open the other chest. Yeah. How many chests was it? There four. are four chests. Okay. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, okay, so you're in the process of breaking that one open. It's not open yet. Okay. Great. Next round, you hear scratching at this door. Mm, and you hear kind of a moaning sound you hear like this, like claws against this door, and it's like, <laughs> and you hear like this horrific <laughs> outside the door. I'm very busy right now. You're gonna have to come back later. Everything's okay, it was a false alarm. 
When, when does he tell him to come back? Come back on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Thursdays. On Thursdays and Wednesdays. For the... Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> That's the best part. Your character trying to train him. And one of his characters is like, no, it's Tuesdays and Thursdays. You're like, Wednesdays and... 1 to 115. Tuesdays and Thursdays on 1 to 115. Come back later. I'm busy. Everything's okay. Let's false alarm. Okay. I accidentally hit the rope. Three times. Look, look, I'm an old man. I fell. Grabbed the rope. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. Come back later. Hey, why is the door barricaded? I don't know because it is. You'd be like, I'm on a chain. I can't get over there. I don't know. A bookshelf fell. All right. You got it over there? Barricaded? I don't see a barricade. What are you guys All talking right, about? Sully, this is an important role. Okay. Pick highs or lows. I don't know. I don't care. Highs. What is it? One. So one. Uh, Not quite high. It was lows. All right. So this round, you hear a scratching and scrabbling at that door. Okay, so now you've got scratching and scrabblings at both doors. This is great horror flick type stuff. I could not be happy. Come back on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 to 1.15. I'm busy right now. It was a false alarm. I'm sorry. Go back to your workstations. As you were. As you were. Let me see here. An old man fell, pulled the rope by mistake. Sorry. Okay, so since that's not working, what do you guys do? Oh, he's gonna keep doing it. Well, he's okay, so chance. there's like ten thousand copper pieces, and yeah, we're not carrying that out. Um, wait, I wanted another rest. And a thousand silver pieces. And the gold. And five hundred gold pieces. Five hundred. Mm. All right, let's not talk about that. We're in the middle of of something yeah. about to happen. It depends on how many of you survive this upcoming fight. Okay, so I think that we could do this fairly easy. Yeah. Do we have... We have swords, mm -hmm. right? We have yep. people that are proficient in swords? Yep. <clears throat> I'm proficient in statues. You got any of those on hand? Werner, no. Werner is um, Werner has sword proficiency. Since we have the barricade and they can't... Are, they're not pushing through, correct? They are, yes. They are pushing through? Like they're slamming against the doors and of course okay. they're starting to... But all up. we need to do is crack it open a little and start stabbing through that. What if... We wait for them to slam. Are they slamming in sync with each other? No. <laughs> I was about to say, what if we wait, open both at the same time, let and just... let them run into each other and see yeah, how much no. damage they do? No. <laughs> no. I think we opened one door at a time. All right. And the problem so I'm saying we don't, need, we don't even have to open it all the way. Right. We have to open crack it Crack it open and start Because they're going to start coming through whatever the crack is, trying to force it. And then you just bludge it. I'll guard this door. Yeah, we'll bludge it. Did she take the pitchfork? Sure. Yeah. So then you got someone behind the thing just stressing the pitchfork. Just, hey, yeah. Look, there's things. Yeah, we should be. I mean, this <laughs> should be easy peasy. Easy peasy. Yeah. They're not smart. They're going to keep trying to get in. Piano squeezies. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys are choosing this door? Um, sure. sure. Okay, so you guys start to crack the door open. Yes. Okay. Do you move the bookshelf or the desk? That's a desk. Um, we just have to slide it up a little slide bit. Slide like a little that. bit so the door can mm -hmm. be cracked open. So it can still right. crack, but, okay. it, but it can't. Like. So who's standing right there? Werner, with a sword. Okay. Great. We don't right. open it up for them to get through, obviously. Just crack it open and he thrust mm -hmm. his sword through. And where is there? Show me where everybody else is in the room. Where's the arena's about in the middle? My other characters are here. With a 30 armor class because he's behind a desk and a cracked door. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like, he's ready, like, when they come Okay, through. so you see this horrid, undead creature with, like, burning eyes and, and 
rotting flesh and it's wearing kind of armor and stuff. It looks like it's dressed like another one of these castle guards, uh-huh. but the uniform is all, you know, tattered, you know, and all this stuff. And he's like trying to reach for you with his hand. You stab him? Yes. What happens? I stab him. Yeah. And then like, what did oh, you roll? Sorry. <laughs> and he dies. I mean, you didn't tell me. Yeah. Don't roll. Um, he rolls a three. Okay. All right, so you try to stab him, and it just kind of blanches off of his armor. He's going to try to reach in and get you. Right. Uh, I'm going to give him disadvantage because he's fighting through a doorway. This What's your a, armor class? Um, 30 because I'm going to have a desk. Ten. I'm giving him disadvantage because he's trying to do that. Ooh. All right, so, so you stab at him. Your sword kind of glances off the, his armor. He reaches in and grabs your arm and tries to scratch across it. Roll the nine. You take a point of damage. Okay. Yeah, might wanna, I guess so who is holding the desk in place? These two? Yes. Okay. All right. So all you guys are pushing against the desk so they can't, and they're like they're pushing on the door, right? Okay. Sully, what do you do? Attack. Okay. What? Just, just oh. see it reach? No, we already said you've only got the door open this far. Can we throw holy water on him? Do we think that will do Ooh. anything? We try. We have several devs. Who's got holy water? Who's got holy water? Uh, Arena has one. Yeah, uh, not is Mark. We should have had, someone should have three. Yeah, they have one holy oh, water that has three doses. Yeah, well, who I has that? I do. Yeah, I do. you do. Which one of your characters has the three holy water? Me. Okay. Throw it. Your, your front character? Sure. Okay, so somebody hands him a water skin full of holy water and he sprays a bunch of it through the door. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I am not going to make you roll an attack. Uh, yeah, they have to roll like a saving I'm going to try my reflex save. Reflex yeah. Okay, so that would burn me for 2d6. Roll 2d6 to see how badly I'm burned. I started with five hit points. Nine. He is killed. So you spray it on the front one, and it literally is like spraying boiling hot water on a sugar cube. He just like dissolves down to the bones. This marvelous that came from! <laughs> and he falls down on the ground. Nice. And the second one jumps up, and the third one jumps up, the fourth one jumps up. Shiza! Um, Do they walk on the corpse of the other one that is covered in yeah. holy water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they take damage from that? You, you can't see them taking any damage. They're like trying to get through the door. So now you're a little further back. They can't attack you, and they're trying to like force the door open and all that stuff. I mean, have the person with the pitchfork stab him. You can stab him from I the floor. I try, yeah. I'll try and stab him with the pitchfork. Okay. Do we know, what was the pitchfork damage? I think it's a D8. Sure. That sounds good to me. I don't yeah, know. That's why everybody was so crazy about it. I don't know. He's dead, so. Okay. I'm going to try. Um, 16? 16 hits. Okay. So I do 1 D8. Plus whatever, uh, if you have strength. strength I did one, 2 damage. You did 2 damage. Okay. Who was doing that? Uh, it's Astrid. What was her weapon? Her weapon, her original weapon, was a hand axe. She's a she's a uh, wood cutter. So she does not have proficiency in pitchfork. She doesn't have proficiency in pitchfork. Which okay. means you need to roll a d16 when you attack her. Again. Okay. Now what are you guys doing? Is oh my stabbing thing with the pitchfork because I can try and do it again with the pitchfork. Yeah. Why, why would we stop? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. Uh, no. Miss. Okay. It tries to grab the pitchfork out of your hand when, as you miss. It tries to grab hold of it. Let's make opposed checks. You can use strength or dexterity, whichever one is better. D20. Got an 18. I got a 18. 
All right, so it's got a hold of it, and you guys are pulling back and forth on the pitchfork. Try and just um, force it into um, it. <laughs> so I kind of want Astrid to take the opportunity to shoot it with a crossbow. Okay, where's she? She's right there. She can move over and then... Okay. Well, she could even stand in front right up behind your guy and shoot over him. I mean, the door is only open this far. You're going to have to pretty much okay. be standing right there. Yeah. So okay. It's a 15. No. It's a 15. That's fine. But I hit my other guy. She's proficient with a crossbow? That was her... Irina. That was yeah, her that was oh, her Irina. Okay. So I thought you said Astrid. Um, no, I'm sorry. Maybe I did. But I meant Irina. Okay. Yeah, Irina's the only one that has uh, So what'd she get? She, get a, she hit a 15. 15 hits. Okay. So I've got four hit points roll. left. Come on. One. All right. Four. It's still up there. Um, Does it let go of the pitchfork? Yeah, that's though? what I only want. Sure, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. It lets go of the pitchfork. Okay. Stab him again! I'm gonna go again! <laughs> okay. Eleven? Eleven misses. It grabs hold of your pitchfork. It tries. <laughs> Opposed rolls, go! Okay, yeah. Oh, I rolled oh. a one! Ah. Oh, I need to roll still. It can hurt. Three! <laughs> You're like, oh. I still won! I pulled that! Do I go again? You like literally hit yourself in the face when you do it. Go! All right, uh, Luke, roll yes. intelligence check for both of your characters. That's a two and a sixteen. Your character notices Leif Liebritson standing up as a zombie. Oh. Let's roll initiative. Roll initiative for one of your characters. Okay, Jason, you're not even aware of what's happening. Well, do you have any characters involved in anything besides holding the table? Okay. Michael. I only have a character. Do I know what's going on? Where, which, which color are you? Green. Um, I'm going to say, uh, Abramovich yells out, the There is combat here! There is combat here! Oh. Okay, so now you, yeah, you spin around, oh, you see. There is combat, oh, over there as well. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> woo, charge. Okay. I think Algernon will go over there too. Brained him once. Yeah, right? <laughs> Nine. Nine misses. What do the rest of your characters do? I'm still on the door. All right, Luke, what do your characters do? Charge forward through this cleaver. That's at a plus three. Oh, okay. At a plus three, that's 15. 15 hits. Great. I do uh, three points of damage. Johan okay. is also going to charge forth. Uh, hold the door. Hold the door. You might want to leave at least one guy yeah. holding the bookcase. That's true. All right. Okay. But uh, Van Richten will also attack the skeleton. Okay. He's at a plus two. That is a eight, not ten, nineteen. Nineteen. Yep. Nineteen hits. Uh, that works. And a five damage. Oof. Okay. The the animated corpse of the accountant what? is badly, badly hurt. He jumps up like yeah, exactly. Like he slowly does the rise up thing, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people jump on him and start beating him back down. Carl. Algernon's gonna attack him too. Okay. He's he's done. He fixated over the gold enough. Okay. And then he's Put like, him, yeah. that's my goal! <laughs> okay. I don't know, five. Okay, the two of us are going to throw our weight against the door and try to force it open. Okay. So, which one of them has the higher strength? Uh, Albert has a 15 strength, which is your plus one modifier. 15 as well. Okay. All right, so Jason, you're going to be you're going to be doing the aid action. So roll a d20, add your modifier, you got to get a 10 or better. 12 on the dice. Okay. So, Sully, you have advantage. Okay, I succeeded in the eight action. We're both rolling with advantage. Okay. Trying to force the door. My high die was a 19. 16. 
Okay, so we start to force the door open a little bit and we're starting to come through. This guy attacks Van Richten. Okay. His armor class is 10. 11, so I hit. He's dead. Great yeah. job, Luke. Oh, he's probably going to run his And we will turn next time on Mighty Deeds. You've been listening to Mighty Deeds, a production of the Murfreesboro Murder Hobo Old School Gaming Association. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games, with additional rules from Tales from the Fallen Empire by James Capio and Transylvanian Adventures from Scott Mathis. Our current campaign is set in Fritz Lieber's World of Nawak. Tonight's adventure is inspired by the original Ravenloft module, written by Tracy and Laura Hickman and published by TSR Hobbies in 1983. Additional inspiration comes from Doom of the Savage Kings by Harley Stroh and Curse of Strahd by Wizards of the Coast. Original music for Mighty Deeds is provided by yours truly and by Joey Hodge. Check out more of his music at joeyhodge.com. If you like what you're hearing, please spread the word about the podcast on social media and rate and review us on iTunes. And join us next time for more Mighty Deeds.